Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. We have the Empress Dale Bridge related to Charlotte in Britain, I understand. Empress, you're all interrelated, aren't you? Oh, apparently. Yeah, that's what I understand about you royal people. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is Radical Australia, and I've got some bad news, Dale. What's up? 10th of June, Radiophone Day. Oh. We've got. We're gonna. We're gonna see if we can get some past guests to come here and beg for money. Radiothon, Orama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to raise at least a grand. Otherwise, Oof. that's it. We're finished here in Radical Australia. Mm. Gone. Gone. Out the door. Like the... Just like the rest of the trash here at 3CR. Mm. I knew a band, a punk band, before you were born. I think. Maybe not. Did you ever hear of the Trash of All Nations? No. No, they were in Fitzroy. Lovely. Yeah, in the uh, late seventies, a friend of mine. Phil McCorry was part of it. They were New Zealanders. I thought you hated music. No, no, no. That doesn't mean I don't. I, don't, I hate music, but I do befriend musicians. There's a difference, okay? Yeah, okay. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be rehabilitated, de-radicalised. <laughs> All right, enough about us. Okay. All right, we've got you going, and we have a very, very, very special guest in the studio today. Obviously, everybody who's stupid enough to sit in the studio with us for 55 minutes is a special guest. We have Six Ta Mambol. That's right. Actually, Dr. Gil, my name is Six Ta Dimitri Mambol. Well, you didn't tell me that. I know. I have to explain my name. Six Ta is number six. I'm number six in my family. And yes. Dimitri, it's May 3rd, my birthday. 3rd of May 3rd? You just had your birthday. I just had my birthday. Dale, are we ready? Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to happy birthday to you. Thank you. It's good to have the British royal family amongst us <laughs> in their hour of need, <laughs> the Empress. Celebrating. <laughs> exactly. Now, six star, that's the end of the interview. You've told everything everybody wants to know. You've told oh, them your birthday. You've told them why you're six star. Now, let, let's, let's, let's do this properly. Okay. We're very slow here. We're mm-hmm. old-fashioned. We do, Dale's over 40. I'm over 60. I was thinking you are 17. <laughs> 70. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> now, six star, what year were you born? I born 1984. 1984. 84. Yes. That's disgustingly young. I know. That is disgusting. The only good thing I can think about that is I've done my best over the last 63 years on this planet to make life miserable for you young people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only good thing I can think Mission of. Mission accomplished. Exactly. 1984. Yes. What's the first thing you remember? The first thing I remember mm. when I was born. Yes. I think crying. Do you remember crying? I remember crying. Yeah. What else do you remember? I remember my mom. Yeah. How old do you think you were then? Oh, one year, not even one year. Maybe do you remember one, your mom? I remember my mom. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's lovely. 
remember, I remember her voice when 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 I was still in her tummy. Uh-huh. You actually do remember. Do remember. You remember her voice. It was that yeah. shrill, was it? She said, <laughs> "Sixter." No. <laughs> no. She actually. Uh, she actually quite grumpy, but she's not like that. <laughs> I like her already. I like her already. A grumpy old woman. Just what a, a grumpy old man needs. So. That's any other memories when you're small. When I was small, um, well, I'm growing up because my dad was involved in a political movement. Mm-hmm. So when I was actually 12 years apart from my dad, since I was when I was no, let's, born. Let's, let's just go back. Let's just go back yeah. slowly. We so got, when I was born, yes, my dad was not there. He's not there. No. What was he a deadbeat dad? Was he? No, he's no. actually. <laughs> He actually not run away. He's actually in different uh, what they call it, in different region. Where, where were you born? Born you, were in Jaipura. Bo- I born in Jaipura. In West Papua. Yeah, in West Papua. In the big you were city. born in West Papua, nineteen eighty four, Jaipura. Yes. So your father couldn't come to the birth. No. He would have been arrested. He's, no, no, he hasn't been arrested. He's being arrested three years later. No, but I mean, he could have been arrested if yep. he came. Right. Right, so yeah. this is Jaipura. In Jaipura, yes, the main so, city. Uh-huh, West Papua. That's right. So you said you're number six. I'm number six. So how did your poor mother cope? Actually, I think number six is the best. No, no, but how did she cope? Her father, the father of the children's a political refugee out in the West Papua and who knows where, you know, trying to keep limb and life together. Yeah. So... Did you live alone with your mum or did, did, you, did you live with family? I live with, with my mum. Just it with was, your mum? Yeah, and my other sibling. It was tough, but she's, she's a fighter and she's a survivor. And what's her name? Rahmawati. Rahmawati. Yes. And is she still alive? She's passed away 2013. 2013. And what type of woman was she? She's very strong. Mm. I got a lot of from her personality. She's very... Like tight with money, which is that's the bad sign. Well, you have to be. You've got six kids and you go look after them in Jayapura as a West Papua. No, she's very be. patient. Mm-hmm. She's dedicated her life to wait for my dad mm-hmm. for bloody 18 years when my dad in prison. Mm-hmm. And she's a fighter. She just never give up, I guess. So, how did your family survive in Jayapura? My mom working as mm-hmm. a teacher. As a teacher, right? Yeah. And that's how we survive, mm-hmm. just based on my mum's salary. Right. Mm. And uh, what's your dad's name? John S. Mambor. And is he still alive? He's passed away He's before passed I came away here. Too. Right. 12 years ago. So tell us about your dad. What was he like? Ooh, well, I you didn't know. know. I, d- I know him briefly because when he went to prison when I was three, uh, why, why, why did he go to prison when you were His involvement with the West Papuan movement. So West in 1987? Na- yes. So that's, a, that's in the very early stages. Yeah. So what part, what political organisation was he involved with? In West? OPM. He was with the OPM itself. Yeah. Right. was lucky he wasn't executed or summarily shot. Yes, he's actually going to prison and then he's one in the dead, uh, not dead list, but his life sentence. Yes. But his behave good. In the right. prison. So that's let's why go back. Let's go back. Yep. He, he went. He was a member of the OPM. Yes. So what does the OPM stand for? Organ uh, Organization Papua Merdeka. 
Papua Freedom, Freedom Papua. And, and they were formed in the early in the sixties, weren't yes. they? When the Indonesians yep. took over from the Dutch, right? And what type of activity was he involved in? Was he an organizer? Was he a, a guerrilla? He is the organizer. Mm-hmm. He's he's still working for the government. If my dad not involved, this is going to be. But if my dad not involved with the OPM, we might be have a better life because my dad got a really good position in the government. So at that stage, he's in, working at the, the states, gov- he working for the government. So he's one of the people, who, few people who've been educated. Through, yes, right. he's actually got the. Uh, he's working for the library, mm-hmm. state library. So he got the position in the library as the CEO. Mm-hmm. And um, but he's involved with the West Papua movement, mm-hmm. and that's when his everything is gone. He's not. He's being um, sacked from his job, mm-hmm. and he being put in the prison when I was three. I still remember that was rained. And what were the charges? Do you remember? No, because my mom didn't allow me. He, right. she just. What I can remember vaguely is my mom just tell me that my dad going to hospital. He's going to hospital for, for a long, long time. time. Right. <laughs> and uh, so he's, he was sentenced to life imprisonment, yeah. was he? Mm. And uh, how long did he serve in prison? He served there for 13 years. 13 years. And then he was released, wasn't he? And he was released, what they call it, under, like he's being released because he's under good behavior, but he yeah. still have to he's, report he's in, every yeah, yeah, he's day. Yeah, parole. Yes. Mm, something the Empress and I are very familiar with, yeah. parole. So yeah. he was on parole. And is that when you first met him or did you meet him in prison? I met him in prison. We mm-hmm. are lucky because we have a support from Red Cross during that time. Mm-hmm. So we allow to visit the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I think twice. Twice in 13 in years. In 13 years, and, what, yeah. and he was in prison in Jayapura? Or f- in Kal- he first in Jayapura and then they moved him to Kalisosok. Wh- wh- where is that? In Surabaya. Surabaya, yeah. right. So... What are your recollections of visiting? This is the, you've never seen this man before. He's your father. Yeah. Are you with your mum and your brothers and sisters? Yeah. My oh. mum have to send my two brothers yes. to uh, my mum family in South Sumatra. Yes. Because it's just too much for her to cope. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You said South Sumatra. Yeah. So is your mother not West Papua? No. Nah. So where was your mother born? My mum born in Palembang, which is South Sumatra. Mm-hmm. So how did your mum and dad meet? This sounds like a, a I wonderful know, love story. <laughs> they happened? meet in Bandung, which in, is um, East Java. Mm-hmm. During when is that? Uni. Yep. I think they met in there and they they're get getting married. They got married. That's mm-hmm. right. That's why I look like a turtle. You look like mm. a turtle. No, you don't look like a turtle. Mix Tur- of Indonesian, mix of West Papua. No, no, turtles look prettier. Okay. <laughs> Nah, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I just said that to be outrageous. I'm sorry. It's all right. No, no, no. I've seen some very ugly turtles in my life, especially dead ones. So, so what? How old were you when you first met your dad in prison? Thirteen. Thirteen. What did you think? I don't. Do I don't know? Is is this a bit like sad to remember like my past? Wait, 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 was it an open room? Was it behind bars? Or it's behind open bars? room. Open room. Open room. Right. With so, other people in the room? Yes, with other political prisoner, with Jacob right. Rumbiak, Uncle Jacob Rumbiak in there too, and right. then the other political prisoner. Right. And um, I met him for the first time. It was it's a lot for me to uh, digest. I think because the first time I was not hate. Right. 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 Like, not angry, but it's more like, where are you? Yeah. Like, for the where 14 years. Yeah, where, where have you been? been? Right. So he keeps sending me a letter. Right. 
and explain what the situation and then why his right. involvement and all this stuff. Right. But the just thing that to see my mom going through that for that long right. as a child, it's like really was your hard. Mo- was your mother allowed to visit him more than twice in 13 years? No. We don't have money. That's why we have to wait until the Red Cross helping us out. Right. To right. fly from Jaipura to Surabaya. Right. Yeah. Right. And so this was a prison specifically for West Papuan political prisoners or East no, Timorese? Mix. East Timorese, Javanese, Chinese, mix. Right. Everybody. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that must have been very, very difficult. It is very difficult. Right. Very so, tough. So did you go to primary? I assume you went to primary school. I did went to primary school. And where did you go to primary school? I went to primary school because my mom was a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I went to a school that my mom teach. And in Ankasa, in Jaipura. And what language were you taught in? Bahasa. Bahasa. Yeah. So all students in in West Papua taught in school. They can't use that. No, nah, they can't use the mother language. Yeah. Right. Which is really sad. Well, it's a good way of. Uh, the colonisers are, you know, uh, incorporating you into their little uh, realm, isn't it? And um, how old were you when you left primary school? I was 12. 12. No, no, 11. 11 going 12, yeah. So you're the youngest of six? Yes. Well, hopefully. Um, <laughs> do you have brothers and sisters? Or? I have four brothers yes. and one sister. And are they all alive? They're all alive, yeah. They're all in West Papua. They're all in West Papua. Right. None of them in jail, hopefully. They no. They're not following your father's example. My older brother is actually involved with the West Papua movement. Right. Not re- directly, but he's a journalist. Right. Yeah, so he's writing a lot about the movement. And so how much freedom does he have to write? Not much. Mm-hmm. Not much. Because mm. I understand uh, while we were uh, celebrating May Day on the 1st of May that... Mm-hmm. Uh, over 270 activists were arrested in West Papua. Yes. And uh, two were killed and three were critically injured. Yep. And we heard nothing about it. That's right. That's really sad, isn't it? Especially yeah. like West Papua is the neighbours of the Australia. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know about Australia, to be honest. Like, they're a big country, but they're not really looking after their own neighbour. I guess maybe because West Papua is well, you don't not have... big like Indonesia. Yeah. But they give a damn shit with the two people, the two Australian people who's been killed in Bali. Mm. And there mm. is a lot of people being arrested in West Papua. That's always the case. Mm. So, did you go to high school in West Papua? Yes. And where did you go? I went to high school. The name of the high school is Number Two. Number no, Two High School. Number Two yeah. High School in Jayapura. Yes. Number Two. Yeah. You weren't good enough for Number One. Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so you went. And what was that like? It was good. Actually, I enjoy my high school. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is there anything you like doing? Any subject that you were good I at? I like biology. Biology. Yeah, yeah, I'm really good in that. On that, mm-hmm. I hate English. Uh-huh. Well, why'd you come to Australia? You should have gone to Spain or Portugal, <laughs> somewhere where they don't speak English. We hate English. <laughs> That was high school. That I was remember, high school. yeah, I just yeah. didn't like English. You just English. didn't like English, didn't but you like liked English. biology. Did you do any dissections of animals? No, we don't have any uh, facility like in here, though. Right. In West Papua, it's very, very... Um, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like don't, in don't, here, you have, don't you have laboratories We do, computers? but it's not in a facility. No That's computers. Not in those days. No, we have library, but not no. like in here. Yeah. Mm. No, no, the so facility you, so is very you never, different. you never cut up a frog? No. 
Every little kid in Australia cuts up a frog. No, well, we used to. I don't know what they do now. No. Maybe they've got virtual frogs. We don't kill frogs and rats anymore. Mm. No? no. I remember cutting up a frog. You know, you never had the pleasure of cutting up a frog no. and looking at the We heart. have the book showing yeah. that. They were dead diagram. before we cut them up, before you get excited, all right? Yeah, uh, but no, we never. No. no, just look at the books. So what fascinated you about biology? Biology, I don't know. Uh, more Learn about like people like inside like digestive digestive system. Digestive yeah. system, yeah. You interested uh, in the digestive system, not the heart or the brain, but the digestive the, system. Yes, <laughs> in part, but inside the a human body, I think that's why I'm interesting in the digestive system. Yeah, I've, everything I've, inside. The I've, I've met system. a lot of unusual people in my life. Six, <laughs> I think I'll put you in the top ten. Okay, the digestive system. <laughs> Well, that's fair enough. Not the heart, not the brain, the kidneys. No. Nah. The digestive system, the esophagus, yeah. the duodenum, the stomach, the colon, yeah. oh, the rectum, the anus. Because we like eat, I think that's why in the West Papua uh, people like it. So the pharynx. <laughs> it goes on and on. I can't believe this. I think I've got to walk out. I need a glass of water. I've had <laughs> so how old were you when you left high school? 17 going 18, 17 going 18, yeah. So when your father was released from prison, Mm -hmm. did he come back home? Yes. So what, in the middle of your high school did he come back home? In the middle of my high school, yeah. What was it like having a stranger in the house? I only spent two years with him before he passed away. Mm -hmm. But it was strange, but Mm -hmm. somehow I just have to admit that I can't choose my father, is like, if I can choose, I choose different father, but I can't. Mm. He's my father. Mm. He's come back. He's gone. He's come back. Mm. I just mm. have to accept it. Respect. Right. right. So uh, was he able, was he sick when he left prison? Yeah, very yeah. sick. So you think maybe that's the reason they let him out of prison, because they didn't want him to die in prison? Mm-hmm. And what, did he have tuberculosis or did he? Or no, he actually got the cancer heart. Right. But we went to Jakarta. We managed to. We got the help to mm-hmm. bring him to Jakarta, brought him to Jakarta mm-hmm. and doing operation. And what happened was when he's in the operation, they left the uh, scissors, operation what? scissors in th- inside his stomach. They left, no, they left operating scissors inside his yeah. stomach. Right. And um, when we took him to the back to West Papua, he's yes. still really, really sick. Like it's no improvement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, his stomach's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, we just, and then he can't go to the toilet mm-hmm. for like six months. Right. Took him again to the hospital in Jakarta. And that's... When they found them. Yep. Why were you going back and forth to Jakarta? There's the, uh, no facility in Jayapura. No. And then all the people, all the d- doctors in Jayapura said that they can't help it. It's just beyond their control. Did it's anybody do an x-ray and look at the, for the scissors? Yes. And they knew it was there? We saw that. I saw that because I remember that. I, st- I was 17, going 18, and I see mm. that there is, yeah, scissors mm. in his, operation scissors in his w- stomach. Were they ever removed? No, he's passed away. Just too late. died from it. Peritonitis. Yeah. And he got heart cancer too. Right. So it's just being too late. Right. So was he released when the other political prisoners were released when the Suharto government um, was overthrown? Yeah. Right, at that particular point in time, otherwise he would have died in prison. Yes, yeah. I don't think people realise that. Now, just talking about, so what happens? Your father's died. Mm-hmm. You really were robbed of your father because of his political activism mm-hmm. by the state. Uh, your mother's been working hard all these years to support six children. So yeah. What happened when you left high school? What happened to you? 
Well, what happened when I left high school? I planning to continue to university, mm-hmm. but financial is really difficult. But my mom told me that I you just go and apply. If you pass the test, you go continue to study. Mm-hmm. I did doing the test, but I didn't pass it. Mm-hmm. So my dad talked with um, Jacob from yeah. and then um, during that time, I remember that was twelve years ago. 13 years ago, before my dad passed away, and they said, oh, there is a sister of Mercy in Ballarat. They used to help Estimo, and now they want to help uh, West Papua. So my dad think that this is an opportunity for me to go to Australia. And he said, all right, put my daughter's name in there as one of the six. One of the six. Six yeah. seems to be a lucky number. I know. You're the sixth born. What do you mean? I'm the sixth. <laughs> what do you mean one of the six? This well, sounds like the chosen race. This was, <laughs> we have six students who came to Australia. Yeah. So, and I'm one of them. Right, right. Yeah. Six. So, yes. And you're one of them. Yes, I'm one of them. What do you mean six children came to Australia? Six students. Yeah, so... Um, what, six teenagers? S- more, I don't say... Yeah, I said teenagers, yep. What year was this? 2003. So, what do you think about this? All of a sudden, here you are in Jayapura, and the next minute they say, well, you're going to go to Ballarat for an education? I know. What do you I think s- about this? I can't believe when my dad told me that. I said, oh, you're going to Australia? I said, yeah, in your dream. <laughs> but I said, no, no, you will. Uh-huh. And it's finally I'm here before he passed away. Actually, he's passed away 2003 right. in March, and I came here in July. In July, just yeah. after he died. Yeah, after he died. Right. Now, you said your mother has di- died also. Yes, in 2013. What year did she die? 2013. So recently. October, okay. yeah. Did you actually see your mother? I did see my mother. I went back in 2010 after how many years? Eight years I've been in here. Mm-hmm. I went back to West Papua. Mm-hmm. And I bring my mom here with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yep. Let's go back. So you didn't get here by canoe, obviously. No. Not, not like those other bad people <laughs> from West Papua who came here by traditional canoe. Canoe. Yes. In 2006, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So what? You flew across. Yes. Do the six students fly together or? Um, no, five of us came through Indonesia. Yes. Through Jack- and then one uh, one of us is going through PNG. So where did you land in Australia? Melbourne. Now, you go through customs. Yeah. You open the door. Who's there to meet you? No one. <laughs> no, no one. And, and then here we, come, and here we go. We all come in with, we bring mango, we bring sago, yes, yes, with yes. no English. Yes. We bring a prawn crackers because we thought, you know, right. we bring, yeah. yeah. And then you we didn't go even through. De- did no. you declare it? Because you can't read the. We can't f- even read. Right, right. And then we bring all this food. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we have the uh, headdress, huh? like the. Yes, with the, yes. The traditional the headdress. Dra- yes, yeah. traditional headdress. So what happened? They, it's being. Um, Confiscated. Yeah. Didn't they even give you back the headdress? No. We have to pay 6000 but we said, no, it's all right. Just $6,000. To get, yeah. To get the stuff back, but they said it's all right. Just check it out. All yeah, right. that was. Oh, well, that wasn't pleasant. You get, you get you get through customs. You get out. You're there, and there's nobody to meet you. They waiting outside, but no one inside with us, and going through all the. Oh, you can't do that. No, that's not allowed. Yeah. We don't want you drug runners to actually, um, <coughs> you know, pass on the drugs to the visitors. You know, that's the way it goes. That's why you can't have anybody in customs. You've got to go all by yourself. So they open the doors, Melbourne Airport. I remember this has happened to me. Yeah. Open the doors, and what do you see? White people. White people. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is Australia. It seems different. <laughs> white people. I see white people with the blue eyes. I'm just like, oh. You see a lot of white people. <laughs> yeah. Tall white people or short white people? Oh, full on. Full on. Tall, short, short fat. baby, fat, yeah. skinny. Just white people as, yeah. you're, as you're struggling through. With blue eyes. Right. Yeah. And is there anybody holding a little card saying, we love you, sister? No. Nobody? No. Nah. So the five of you wander out. Wander out until it was freezing cold too. And then we just wearing something really... What do you mean freezing cold? Because we arrived in Ju- on July. It's freezing cold. Well, and then you, here we go, coming did, just did, with did, the T-shirt. You know it was winter? No. We're just wearing T-shirt. T-shirt. Here you are in the departure lounge, Melbourne Airport, in your T-shirts, surrounded by <laughs> white people who you've never seen so many before. <laughs> and uh, what happens? How do you get to Ballarat? Oh, when we are outside, after we're doing all the custom, we're going outside, uh, and there is uh, uh, one of the uncle. He's from uh, Malacas. He uh-huh. can speak Bahasa, so he came with Sister of Rita, Sister of Mercy. Right. So that's why he's know that all oh, this uh, is. They, they look like West Papuan uh, because we be coming with a T-shirt uh-huh. in this freezing. Cold they look weather. like West Papuans. Yeah. 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 But they didn't have any headdresses on. How do we know? <laughs> That could actually be fake Indonesians. We wouldn't know. You could be a spy for all I know. Yeah. So, so you thought Melbourne was cold. They yeah. put you on a bus, a little bus, mini bus? Yes. No, car. Car? Yes, star wagon car. Yeah. yeah. Which has got nice air conditioning yes. to keep you warm. You arrive in Ballarat yes. in July. In July. You open the door. And then they start talking because they start speaking English and they start asking questions for us. And we're just like, yes, yes, yes. And said, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> I just know yes and no. Yeah, so you didn't know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my two words. That, yeah. Yes and no. no yes the and trouble no. is you said it at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> right, so open the door. You jump out. You're still in your sleeveless T-shirt. Yes. Well, how cold is it? Freezing cold. That's right. It's Ballarat. Good to know. <laughs> Freezing cold. Freezing cold. Oh. And what time was this? Uh, during the uh, 12 o'clock. I mean, yeah, during midday. the day, midday. Oh, yeah. that's all right. That's the warmest part of the day. What are you complaining about? But still freezing. <laughs> Ballarat, especially Ballarat. Right. So where did you live in Ballarat? I live in Pleasant Street in Ballarat. Was that a private house? Or? Oh, I live with an Australian family. Australian family, yeah. so you were, you became an adopted daughter. Yes. Mm. And what did you think about that? It's full of strange. When you're going there and then they put you in the family and you just like, yeah, <laughs> no English. But the family was nice. Yes. It was good. It's yeah. hard to uh, uh, interact, but, right. it, yeah, it's right. good. And did they have any other children your age? Um, no, they're all older than me. All older than Actually, me. no, same age. Yes. But they... Not stay with the family. Right, right. So just father and mother. Right, so there you are. Mm-hmm. What was your first meal? What the f- my first meal? Yeah. Uh, lamb shank, I remember. Yeah, that's what, yeah. What? Lamb shank. Lamb shank? Oh, lamb shank. What do you think of that? Nice. Nice. <laughs> that's good to know. Yes. That's good. Lamb shanks. Yep. That's good, hearty, Ballarat, warm meal, meal for a cold night. That's right. So... The Sisters of Mercy in Ballarat, you said they helped East Timorese. Yes. So are you religiously inclined? Are you religious? I am. I can say that I am, yeah. Right. Uh, Not uh, as a religious when I'm back home in West Papua. No, but uh, Catholic or? Christian. Christian, Christian, right. So what did you think about being educated by Christian nuns? 
it was different than the West Papua. Mm-hmm. But it was somehow I said it's good. Mm-hmm. It's different, completely different experience. Like mm. I don't know, orange and pineapple. Yeah, completely orange different. Orange and pineapple. Oranges <laughs> and apples. The fruit, but orange. different. <laughs> Yeah, different. Yeah. yeah, oranges and pineapple. I like that. I got to keep that. Can I steal that? Okay. You can. Thank you very use much, Sixta. Look, it's uh four thirty. This is Radical Australian Community Radio Three CR. The Empress is in her own world, worshiping her great, 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 great grandchild Charlotte in London. Uh, I'm just going introducing Sixta Mambo, who's right from you may have gathered from West Papua, who is now in Ballarat. Freezing. So, what did you learn? What did you, what did you, what did you come here for? What did you learn? I <clears throat> learned the culture is different. Mm. I learned the freedom of expression. Excuse me, freedom of expression. Yes. What do you mean by? You know, in here, if you really you wearing a you wearing t shirt with like now I'm wearing like with the West Papuan flag. Yes. Or with the indigenous flag, you're not going to be arrested. Excuse me. What in West mean? Papua, you're being arrested just because you're wearing the uh, just because you're wearing the West Papuan T-shirt mm-hmm. or saying a West Papuan freedom. Mm-hmm. Example was Philip Karma just to uh, wearing the T-shirt is being jailed for 15 years. So mm-hmm. that's what the first time when I came to. Well, there are some T-shirts I've seen here in Melbourne that I think the wearer should be jailed for 15 years, and maybe I'll send them <laughs> to West Papua. <laughs> So you're saying, are you telling me that if somebody wears a West Papuan T-shirt... With the West Papuan flag. With the West Papuan flag, they can be jailed for up to 15 years. So obviously you must have felt... How long did it it take you to understand that there were things you could say here you couldn't say in West Papua? Oh, how long until I understand English, I guess, because it took me two years to really understand English, like, better. Mm -hmm. And... During and then after that, we being re- not really a lot, but we being involved with the West Papuan movement a lot. All right, let's let's go back. Let's go back. So, how mm-hmm. long did you stay in Ballarat for? I stayed in Ballarat for three, three going for three, four years. Three or four wrong. years. Yeah. Now you're still on a uh, what is it? A student? Yes. Visa. Yeah. And I went to Loreto College to Loretta finish my year eleven Where? and twelve. Loreto College in Ballarat. In Ballarat, so you finished eleven and twelve in in Ballarat. I finished eleven. Eleven. I didn't finish my twelve. Why it's not? Too hard. What do you mean it's too hard? I don't know. I'm not too smart to finish my year twelve. You don't have to be smart. You just got to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> but being a Christian, you don't want to cheat. That's the problem. <laughs> Dale and I, how well, we cheat, <laughs> don't we, Dale? <laughs> No need for it. No need for it. Oh, she's such so, smart. She's an empress. That's why she's smart. All right. So, three years, student visa. Yep. When were you supposed to go back? I supposed to go back in 2007. Seven. So, the visa's running out. So, yep. um, when did you start meeting these bad West Papuans here in, in Melbourne? What happened? How did you meet them? Well, when I was in Ballarat to come to Melbourne... We're doing a lot of um, what we call is a lot of fundraising. So we have to dance and we have to sing. Six of us have to do dancing. It's every week, every what, weekend. What, have to dance and sing? Have to dance and sing, believe it or not, to get money to pay for our education. Excuse me. Yes, it's true because we don't have any money. They just pay for our uh, school, educa- uh, school fee, yes. but we don't have pocket money. So you're literally dancing in the streets? No, no, like people, like in the, like the... In the gathering. Gathering. Yes, so every weekend. And always... the people are throwing your coins. Yeah. How long did this go on for? Oh, I can't. Six years. 
Six years. Six but so years what, you're coming to Melbourne. Who, who are you dancing for? Australian people. They white like people. my singing. White yeah. people. White yeah. people. Yeah, all those yeah. white people you saw at the airport. With a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's the way you... So when did you start thinking about staying in Australia? When I finished my year 12, I came to Melbourne. I did exclusive English. Exclusive English, yes. Yeah, for one and a half year. Mm-hmm. And I dis- not decided. I'm thinking, well, I'm not going back just to f- with my title of just finish my English. I came here mm-hmm. a long way away from home. Mm-hmm. I need to achieve something. I need to do something. Right. So, and then I just said that, well, God give me two hands. They give me brain. I know I can um, mm-hmm. stand that on my own feet in Australia. Mm-hmm. So I decided to stay. You decided to stay? Yeah. Why didn't we deport you? I don't know. Maybe I'm... What happened? What did you apply for political asylum? I did apply for refu- yes, refugee status. But you'd been here four years. I know. So, so how long did all this take? One, one, the process is yes. one year. One year. Was it difficult? No, because when the 43 arrived, actually the West Papuan issue is on the hot cross bun. <laughs> right. <laughs> During that time, so I think I got the advantage on that. Yes, That's yes. why I, yeah, no problem. You, you said you came with another five yes. students. And uh, what happened to them? They're all in Melbourne now. Excuse me? They're all in Melbourne. Why didn't they go back home? I don't know. One of them is luckily, yeah. damn lucky to be my husband. Yeah, well, we won't talk I know. <laughs> we'll and talk four of them is lucky to be my friends. <laughs> whoa, whoa. There wasn't one girl and five <laughs> boys, was there? No, two girls. Two girls and four and boys. And four boys, oh, yeah. Well, that's all right. I'm beginning to worry there for a minute. <laughs> two boys and... F- no, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. You said your husband. Mm. I know you You actually strange. married one of these people that came across with I know. Oh, we'll talk about that later on. I'm, 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 I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm an old man. I don't need this. All right. You, you actually know Sixter's husband. Do I? We've, he's been on Radical Australia before. I've had so many West Papuans, I don't know who. <laughs> well, we'll just have to get to that part of the story. Well, right? we'll get to that part of the story. So once you finished um, your English, mm-hmm. what, you're about 22, 23? Yes, 20 to 23. So what, 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 what type of work did you start? I didn't get – oh, actually, I got the job. I, my first kitchen hand kitchen at Pancake hand. Parlour. We call it? Dish pig. Yes. A dish pig. Yeah. And my first payment was $9.50. I don't know that how small is that. Now I know how small is that. $9.50 for how many And hours? I'm not allowed to go to serve the customer because I'm black. Uh-huh. That's what the one of the waitress told me. And then I was thinking, it's this joke. But now I was thinking, now I realize that it's actually racist, isn't it? That's right. This when someone a- told you, no, you can't serve the customer. I said, why? Because you're black. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was just thinking yeah. so funny. Yeah, that's the way it is. If it was During funny. that time. <laughs> This, is, this wasn't the pancake parlor yeah. in Ballarat, was it? It is the pancake parlor. No, I know the one. Still there. Yeah. yeah. All right. You should reapply for a job, and if I don't give it to you, we'll give them a hard time. <laughs> now, and what other work have you done since? And after I finished my education, yes. uh, intensive English, yes. I did my TAFE, and that's allow me. And I finished my diploma in business admin, and that's business al- admin. admin. Why and that's, business admin? I don't know. I'm not too smart to doing other course, I believe. <laughs> You know, business admin, pretty much your job is just make sure you look pretty, which is not really hard. Uh-huh. That's you know? business admin. Yeah. Okay. And pick up the phone call. Uh-huh. And just you, be nice, and, and, smile. Have, have you worked? It's not really hard. Yeah, it's a bit like being a wife. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Traditional wife. <laughs> <laughs> I expected. 
I expected the Empress to bite, but she hasn't. She's, <laughs> so she's just shaking her head in Yes. But with that qualification, actually allow me to get the job until uh, uh, now I'm working at the dental hospital. Dental hospital? Yeah. And, and what are you doing at the dental hospital? I'm working as a radiology clerk. Right. But pretty much this admin job. Admin, no, so yeah. the business administration course came in handy. <laughs> handy, very handy. Yeah. yeah. Now you said you married one of these men. I know. Oh. So what did? Because I've been waiting for you, Doctor Joy, and then you're not coming in that picture. So I have to marry him. <laughs> well, to me, that's the most inconsequential part of your life. We're here to talk about you, not that man. All right. Okay. I mean, I don't care who you marry. You can marry two of them. I don't care. So. You are. So, did this love bloom, or was it just you just thought, oh, well, he's there, I need to marry somebody? How did it, what no, actually, it's not love on the first sight, to be honest. But we've been together for like how many years? We've been in Australia now, nearly 13 years. Uh-huh. And then since we met, yes. we've been together since 2003. Uh-huh. But first, believe it or not, first time when I saw him, I don't like him. He doesn't like me either because I'm mixed Indonesia. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. he's no no for Indonesia. Right. And for me to see him, I'm just. He's like, a racist. He is very racist. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to mix marriage. I know. That's right. He wants the purer, pure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but yeah, you can't deny the power of love. And then here we go, 12 years, 13 years later. Ah. Yeah. Still... I don't know how to ask this question, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to. You don't have children, do you? I do have children. I'm being blessed with one little girl. One little girl. Early Very... this year. Early this year? Early this year in Were you that fat pregnant woman I saw in, in 3CR. I'm Walking. not the fat pregnant. I'm the hot pregnant woman. Yeah. <laughs> yummy mommy. That's yeah. right. Oh, oh, it's worse. This is, this is, I don't know. I'm going to cope here, Dale. All right. And what's your daughter's name? Zara Jane. Zara. Look, we better ask for the name of your husband just in case <laughs> we'll mention him. What's his name? I don't know. Prince Williams? Prince Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo. Ronaldo, Ronnie, Ronnie, Karini. He's working for the Tricia too. He works for Tricia. Tricia yeah, oh, yeah, well, little Ronnie. Little Ronnie. Little Beautiful Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> uh, uh. So, how important is the? You said you went back in 2010 to see your mum. Uh, yes. Did you know she was sick? Or I know she was sick. But that's the first time when I saw my mom, and then that's when I realized how sick she is. Mm. And what was wrong with her? She got diabetic and uh, high blood pressure. Right. Yeah, right. combined. Right. And um, you visited in 2010. What was yes. it like then? Were you, was anybody taking any notice of you or the Indonesian authorities because you were a woman they didn't care? They do. They do. They do, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not really that scared hey, when I'm going back because I'm, I'm not stranger. I'm look like one of the West Pop ones, so they right. do taking notice. Yes, but they're not really, you know, coming and being aggressive towards me. Right, right. Yeah. So you were how long were you there for in 2010? A month. A month. And had things changed? They it is changed since I. Since I left uh, in, in 2003. Yeah. How they changed? It's not in a better way. Huh? It's, they put a lot of, they're building a lot of um, building. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem is they're not fixed the main problem in West Papua. Like it's, the, it's grow, getting bigger and bigger. The population is a lot, uh, it's get more and more, mm-hmm. but it's not enough space for the 
people yeah. to. Yeah. Is that more and more West Papuans or more and no, more Indonesians? No, more and more Indonesian. So, are you reaching the same situation that uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders find themselves in Australia as a, yeah. a minority? <coughs> yes. In 50 years? In 50 years, because we only have, uh, I think someone did the um, survey and mm-hmm. there's only 48% of indigenous West Papua living West in, Papua. Os- yeah, in West yeah. Papua. Is there much, um, like in your father's and mother's case, is there much intermarriage between the two groups? Yes, a lot. A lot? A lot. Well, that's a positive thing. <laughs> yes. There is a lot of intermarriage. Yeah. And uh, does the West Papuan uh, government... Uh, uh, make it difficult or, or no, no, no. They're not making a difficult. difficult. No. So they're quite happy for people. They're quite happy, happy yeah. for people to intermarriage. Yes. And is it true that mm. over a half a million people have died? Yes, it is true. Through obviously, there's the usual, you know, the um, political repression. Is it mainly through disease or is it mainly through physical violence? Physical violence through disease, because uh, actually in West Papua is one in the top ten, the highest people who's being affected with HIV. Mm-hmm. And then through a food poison, like they inject some um, chemical into um, chicken. Mm-hmm. And then in West Papua, we eat a lot of chicken and also pig. Mm-hmm. And through a betel nut. Right. That West Papuan people eat betel nut like it's their daily living. They're eating that one. So they put poison inside that. And then, yeah, Excuse a lot me. of people. They're putting kill. poison. Is this basically to steal people's land? I don't know. Maybe to steal people's land, but I think it's, to keep, it's like what they call it, like a silent genocide. Silent genocide. Mm. Poison. Poison. In Example is my dad, and then they put right. scissors on his stomach. Right, right. So you don't think that was an accident? Uh, that, oh, I don't know. Accident? Well, it's very, very unusual for that to happen yeah. in surgery. I'm telling you, that is exceptionally unusual. You always do a count. Mm, yeah. So, so you would you would have expected that with the demise of the Sahato regime that things should have improved for West Papua. It should, but it's not improved for West Papua. It's improved for Indonesia, mm-hmm. especially in Jakarta, mm-hmm. but not for West Papua. They put autonomy, special autonomy, mm-hmm. but it's only benefit for the people, the special for certain people. Mm-hmm. Uh, from West Papua, but not for the West Papua, not for the uh, grassroots or the indigenous West Papua. Are they trying to create a uh, a West Papuan elite, are they? Yes. Indonesian educated and... Yes. Mm -hmm. And then it's a lot of West Papuan students coming from that benefit, from special autonomy. Mm -hmm. That I said they shouldn't, I don't think so, they deserve it. It's a lot of West Papuan people who deserve it to come and study outside West Papua, but here we go, the father's elite got money, send the children to come here and study. Mm. So their program of uh, silent genocide, as yep. you say, takes a number of ways. Cultural genocide. Cultural ter- genocide, In yep. terms of you not being able to speak your languages yep. in any public institution or at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got all these backroom things that are happening where people are being killed uh, openly. And silently. Yes. And then you've got, um, what, economic dispossession, people being, their land being stolen, resources being stolen. Yeah. So do you think the West Papuan independence movement has much support in West Papua? 
not supporting definitely not supporting by the Indonesia. No, I but understand. But for that. the grassroots, yes. The people themselves. Yes, I'm not sure with the interna- international level, though. Right. Like it's being supported. No, I'm like talking about in West Papua. In West Papua, yes, I said yes. So people, people being supported, recognize their flag. Yes, they keep their songs, they keep their culture, they keep yeah. their traditions. They yes, definitely, like, they no, do. No. Now, in terms of access to services, mm-hmm. how difficult is it for West Papuans to receive education and health services in? In West Papua, mm. it's very hard. It's very difficult because this facility in West Papua, especially for the education, health, social, it's just really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And they have to, if you have money, you can flew your family to Jakarta because there is got the facility in here. Mm-hmm. But in West Papua, it's not. Recently, my sister, she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and she went to the hospital, <coughs> and and um, they said, no, 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 you have to go in back. And then she have to give him birth in the in the house mm-hmm. because just not enough facility. And my mom, like example, uh, the recent case was my mom. Mm-hmm. She was got diabetes. She stroke, and then we took uh, they all my brother took him uh, took her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And because the doctor went for um, graduation, mm-hmm. they said, "Oh, it's no doctor to um, serve her." Mm-hmm. So she have to go back again to West Papua and come back again on Wednesday. Right, right. So it's just yeah, not really. They're not really taking people life seriously. Mm. And economically, what's life like for West Papuans? It's it's really sad because you working is like to survive daily basis just to survive. You mm. you don't have money to saving up mm. for the West Papuan people. Like I'm talking about the grass or the people who's yep. the public servant. Like you don't have anything to save up. You're just working for your daily life. Mm. To get money for your day because you get paid like once a month. Right. You just have to be really good to save that. So, are most West Papua now incorporated into the into the paid economy, or do you still got the traditional subsistence economy? Economy, paid economy. The paid economy. Yeah. So they've been incorporated that way too. Yeah. Tell us about the West Papuan government that uh, you keep talking about. The West Papuan government. Hmm. Well, we do have an office in the Dockland mm-hmm. called this Federal. But I'm talking about in West Papua itself. <coughs> so Did, didn't you um, have a um, large meetings and elected uh, representatives? Yes, and we do. We Tell do. Us. We have the Congress third, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a president, and we have the prime minister, and then we believe that's the 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 what they call it, not the country, the st- structure yes. of the country for the West Papuan. So when we get independence, mm-hmm. we already have the nation ready. Right. That we choose by the people in West Papua, mm. from the West Papuan people, and then it's representing the West Papuan. Mm. How do you deal with the Indonesian transmigration program? You, you're telling me that now you're a minority in your own country. Yes. Do you have any policies as a as a regarding these people? It is interesting because I'm can't I don't know I'm considering myself as a West Papuan because my dad West Papua, mm. and then if the way I I don't know how we deal, but we're not going to kick them out from Indonesia, uh, from West Papua if we got mm. independence. Right. We welcome them. If We just have to work together, hands in hands, mm. with, the trans- with the immigrant. So you want full independence, the West Papua independence? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Full independence. Yeah. After 50 years, I'm not waiting for half independence, full independence. Not autonomy? Yes, no. Nah. So what role does the people like you here in Australia, because mm-hmm. what I've been impressed by, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of refugees who come here mm-hmm. forget about where they come from. Yep. And they're after the, uh, the good life, <laughs> yep. a little bit of uh, security, and mm. I can understand all that. But what I've noticed about 
most of the West Papuans I've met, and I think I've met almost every West Papuan in Melbourne mm-hmm. and Victoria, is that most of them are politically engaged. Is it because you're refugees? Uh, why have why aren't you kind of saying, "Oh, well, I live in Australia now. Forget about West Papua." Why is that? Why I'm be- well, I, because I'm married with one of the. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. that's so you've been dragging me, but now, nah. why? Because uh, as a as a woman, mm. as an individual, I'm s- not sacrificed a lot. But I am. My dad passed away because of this struggle. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen my mom for like eight years because I'm choose to be here. Mm-hmm. And uh, my all, I haven't seen my family for quite a long time. My mother-in-law passed away because relating with the politi- uh, po- with the involvement of the West Papua. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law still being a refugee doesn't been recognized by the, by the PNG government. Wow. So it's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. My husband can't go back to West Papua without being arrested. Mm-hmm. And I don't know with baby Zara if she can go back to West Papua without being arrested too. Right. That's why I think my involvement. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I have better chance in here. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the... Indonesian embassy and consulate yep. actually con- spies continuously on West Papua yep. activists. And as a government, we seem to do nothing about that. That's right, yeah. So you've got the added burden of actually being um, harassed and spied on. Yeah. Because I remember when you first set up the West Papuan uh, office. office, they wanted to close it down. Yes. <laughs> but they couldn't because they're looking at people who are on Social Security benefits, yeah. people who have worked. Working part time or full time, yeah. and when they realised that it was the rent collective who paid the rent, there's yeah. not a thing they could do about That's it. Right, yes. and they That's right. Yes, the Indonesian the government put pressure on the Australian government to close down the office. Mm. I mean, I mean, the point came to me about two years ago when a an activist in Darwin, a, a woman in her mid fifties, was killed in a bicycle accident, and a Senate, Senator Madigan, who was the DLP senator then, but now an independent senator put up a condolence motion because she had been involved in West Papua independence activity for a number of years Mm. in the Senate. And the Liberal National Party and the Labor Party refused to pass the condolence motion because the word West Papua Mm. was in the condolence motion. That shows you how difficult it is. It is very difficult. So how important is having an office in Docklands for you as a group? It is very impro- important because as a West Papuan, we ha- not many West, not many Aust- I'm talking general, not many Australian people know about West Papuans. Only the radical movement know about the West Papuan. Yes. But you're talking about big picture. Not many people know West Papua. Mm-hmm. So it's to have an office is actually it's a one of the place where we can share or we can give a knowledge or info for the educate the West uh, the Australian people or even a foreign country that there is a West Papua. Mm. We are ready. Mm. We have office, mm. and then we have this facility to bring the voice from the inside, outside, mm. and that's why it's so important for the West, for the office to have an office. Right. I understand that one day a week it's uh, the women's group women's runs. Group, their, yeah. right? What type of activities do they are they involved in? Um, we have Mama Hiska. She's now is the she, she have a new name because mm-hmm. she's going to be the lead, not the, the speaker of the West Papua movement. So right. we're doing a lot of meeting. We meet with a lot of women from different uh, organization mm-hmm. and organize. You know, women have to keep busy mm-hmm. to um, what they call is it to manage the men. Yes. I, I... <laughs> 
Well, so one day is not enough, Doctor Joe. No, it's supposed to be two days. Two days now. Two days. Yeah. Two days now. Yeah, because we the neck. With the neck. We turn the head. They turn the head. The left and right for the men. So. So if listeners are interested. Yeah. Are they invited? Can they come to these things? You can come to the office. Yes, of course. We recently celebrate one year anniversary in uh, right. on, on May. Sunday. On, on Sunday. Sunday, yes, third of May. Third right. of May. Yeah. But we still need more people. We need more money. So please, we yeah. need more people to come to bring the pe- uh, their friends yes. to be our rent collective. Yeah. yeah. Well, not just the rent collective, but no. they should go to the office. And they see. should go. Yes. Hey, as I said, the office is. Really good. Yeah, as I said on Sunday, you know, it's the best investment you've ever made. You know, for a dollar a day, you can actually support uh, a movement which is fine for independence, freedom, democracy, yes. everything we talk about. Just extraordinary for a miserable dollar a day. Because back home in West Papua, to be honest, this is Dr. Joe, I really want to say thank you because in West Papua, we don't have any office. No. So it's a big thing for the West Papua in West Papua to know that there is a office in Australia. Especially in Collins Street. Especially in the Collins Street. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was like big thing for them. Yeah. They was the leader in West Papua, the Prime Minister and the uh, President. They just really want to know how is the office look like. Mm-hmm. Because they have, you know, it's not office in West Papua. Well, because they close it down the next day. That's yeah, right. it's a big thing for them to have the West Papua, especially in Melbourne, in Australia, in yeah. Collins Street. Yes. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Now, what are your plans for the future? As a mother or... Just your plans as a human being. As a human being, I don't know, fill this world with love and justice. Mm, mm, Mm. mm. Does religion play a big part in your life? Religion, yeah. It does. It is, yeah. Does it it comfort you or give you strength? It gives me strength, it comforts me Mm -hmm. because I know there is my strength. Right, come from right. from above yeah. And that um, husband of yours, Ronnie, uh, yep. is he um, doing his share of housework? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, come I, on. I can't complain. He is. He you, is you during gotta, the you gotta, weekend. You, you got to do equality at the home as yep. well as as well as you know talk about it. Yeah. So is he doing his fair share? He did on the weekend, but ju- during the week. Not during the week. Not he claims during he's the week. Working. Yes. Uh, and how about is he changing nappies? He did change his nappies. He's really good dad, actually. He's a yeah. good dad. Yeah. Oh, you know lovely. that Zara is yeah. Get her, uh, get him on his her little finger. <laughs> yes. Everything uh, is just for her, uh, for Ronnie, yeah. which is Cheng's. Well, because it's been very difficult. I mean, he's just lost his mum. You've lost your mum and dad. Ten days before Zara was born. born. And it just goes on and on. It's, it's on and on. It's full on. Yeah, it's that's full right. On. It's been very, very difficult. Now, I understand you're part of that. those rat bags that do the West Papuan um, radio here at 3 7. I know, the voice of the West Papua. What, what time's that on? It is on every Monday, uh-huh. 6.30 to 7 o'clock. And it's in English, isn't it? In English, us? yes. Yeah. It's in English, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> it's in English. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. How long have you been with that crew? Oh, since we've been in Tricia for going four, four, four years. years. Yeah. 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 Four years. That's right. With yeah. the crew. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember I had to go upstairs and say, these are nice people. We want them <laughs> to become affiliates. We need them. I said all those things, and uh, I don't know if I should have said that <laughs> because they've taken over the English. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sister Mambo, thank you very much. Thank you very much for inviting me, Dr. Joe. No, look, I think it's, it's important that people, people understand uh, not just about the Indo- West Papua independence struggle, they understand that we're talking about human beings, mm. you know, looking for just basic justice. So it's wonderful yep. to have you here. Mm. It's wonderful for you to be part of 3CR. We're thank very you. proud to have the West Papua. Independent movement, choose 3CR, 
and we wish you all the best in your independence struggle and hopefully we can keep the office going for generations and hopefully you and your husband and all the other West Papuan refugees here like the East Timorese can go back home once you achieve independence. Thank you. That's my dream too. Everybody knows that the days are loaded Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed Everybody knows the war is over Everybody knows the good guys lost Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor, the rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody 